Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Guys, hello, how are you? It's Renee here. So glad to be back with you. Thank you for tuning in for episode 77. I want to talk about something today that you might not have heard the word for it, but you will most certainly, every single one of you will know what I'm talking about. Um, do you, is it just me or do you guys get sick to death of all the rants that you see on Facebook? A little bit on, on uh, Instagram as well, but you know, it's like a rant about this and a rant about that. I don't even read them. I just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. All the opinions, it's like, oh my gosh, this is driving me nuts. Well, that is known as virtue signaling. So I'm going to look at today uh, what it is. I'll give you a definition. I'll give you the dictionary definition, but then I'll give you a more casual one that you'll understand a bit better. And then I want to look at what it is, you know, why it is that we're seeing so much of this. It's become so prevalent. Uh, we'll look at some examples, or most of which you guys will definitely know about, have seen, and definitely would have come up on your feed. Then I want to look at, you know, is it a good thing? Is virtue signaling a good thing? What are the issues surrounding it, good and bad? What should we be doing? So let's have a look at what it is. So, okay. Dictionary definition, the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions, sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on an issue. That's probably a real good Facebook one. Like people like to go on long rants to um, demonstrate their moral correctness on an issue. Um, Or the more casual, understandable definition of virtue signaling is this, an attempt to show other people that you're a good person by expressing opinions that will be acceptable to them, especially on social media. So it doesn't have to be social media, but that's where we're seeing a lot of it these days. So virtue signaling is certainly not new, but it's certainly become common practice because of social media. So not all is social media though. So think for example, you know, the political rants that you get from celebrities at the Oscars, instead of them just getting up and doing an acceptance speech and thanking their directors and their their mom and God, like they normally do, instead they get up and they use it as an opportunity to go on a long rant about something, usually political. I remember Leo DiCaprio recently, I think it was, did one on climate change. And look, you can just look it up. There are so many celebrities that do this. Um, Obviously, long rants on Facebook, like I just said. So it's basically when people say a statement or they post a tile to generate approval from those watching. So the biggest example that all of you would have, um, you know, if you're on social media would have seen lately would have been the black tile for Black Lives Matter. So, you know, everyone was posting, everyone had to post it to generate approval. And if you did not post it, you did not generate approval. So, We could also say that virtue signaling is when people self-righteously lecture others 
on the awfulness of a social phenomenon like racism or misogyny, or they make a big show of praising a cause like veganism. I've got some really interesting examples of what happened just this week with Demi Lovato. If you haven't heard of it, pause and go and look that up what happened with her this week, but I will go into that in a moment. So virtue signaling, it's not new, right? Like it's just that it's been technologically enabled. So really what it is, is a way that we communicate what we believe. And that's been around forever. So in the 60s and 70s, you could think of protesting. So people like Rosa Parks in the 60s, that's a good example. You could say that she virtue signaled by being a black girl refusing to give up her seat for a white man. Um, In the 80s, you know, it was bumper stickers. Everyone would uh, talk about, you know, or or post what they believed, I guess, um, by putting bumper stickers on their car. Um, In the early 2000s, it started being about the merch that we wore, like T-shirts and hats with slogans. And of course, now it's social media. So I remember decades ago, I remember all of the celebrities around the world getting together to sing and release a single, which I can't, I'm trying to remember what it was called for the children or something to raise money for children in poverty. So, um, you know, and, and that was an amazing cause. Uh, But now that's kind of turned into something else. So we have instead celebrities going on rants during their acceptance speeches at the Oscars or the Grammys. So some people might argue that virtue signaling is good and helpful um, because it's about a cause. It's about standing up for a cause. And that's a good thing. And that is true. Standing up for a cause is a good thing. But there's a really fine line between a cause And what we're seeing in droves now, which is virtue signaling, there's actually a twist to virtue signaling that goes beyond a cause, which is where I think my 35% of people came in and thought that virtue signaling was helpful because I think they would be thinking about it in this light of standing up for a cause. But let me show you some examples of the difference between you know, a cause and a virtue signal. So let's, for example, use that song and compare that to the Oscars speech. So when those celebrities decades ago got together to release that single to raise money for the poor children in the world, there was a real sense of unity and oneness and a real enthusiasm for people to buy that single to help raise the money, but there was no pressure there. But now if we compare that to the celebrity rants at the Oscars or the Grammys, there's more of a superiority to it now, like a pressure to support what they say that you should be supporting and that anyone or any other celebrity um, who doesn't support what they are saying, well, they need to be cancelled, called out and exposed. So you can see there's a really fine line between um, standing up for a cause and what is now seen more and more, which is virtue signaling. Let me give you a couple more examples that show the difference between a cause and virtue signaling. So a positive example might be the end slavery movement. So everyone each year, 
um, posts pick of the pics of themselves. Now I haven't seen this recently because I just think there's so many causes that this has kind of got crowded out. But a few years ago, and I know I did this, I got the kids um, together, my kids, and we posted a picture of ourselves with our arms crossed into like an X. And then we put a red X, and this is what everyone else did, put a red X down in their um, in their caption on Instagram or Facebook with the hashtag end it, um, with the end it hashtag. And this was to raise awareness for a good cause. But again, there was a choice. There wasn't a pressure. You weren't seeing as being a bad person if you didn't do it. It just was a choice and it raised awareness and it was a really good thing. Now, on the opposite side of that coin, let's have a look at the Demi Lovato example that happened last week. Now, Demi Lovato, and for those of you who are perhaps a younger audience, you will know her as having started on, um, I think she started on Disney, Disney Channel, famous actress, um, singer as well. Look her up if you don't know her, but the younger crowd will know who I'm talking about. Now, she has struggled with an eating disorder, which is really sad, and I don't want to make light of that at all. But what happened recently, she went into a froyo, which is a frozen yogurt bar, where they had sugar-free and fat-free options. And they had signs there to say sugar-free, fat-free. Now, according to Demi, these signs triggered her eating disorder and gave her a really bad day. So she decided to call this business out, Big Chill, they were called, on her Instagram. But remember, she's got 102 million followers. G'day, my name's Emma and I am the founder of Pippin Girl. Do you have a teen girl in your life? Mamas, dads, sisters, aunties, teachers, counsellors, youth workers, we are talking to you. Pippin Girl is a platform and publication passionate about providing fair dinkum, wonderful resources to empower you and that bright young girl in your life as you navigate the beautiful, sometimes hairy, journey to womanhood. We cover anatomy, puberty, health, body image, relationships, but most of all encourage your girl to treasure and take care of that remarkable body of hers. Join us in creating a healthier world for the next generation of girls. Jump on our website, www.pippingirl.com.au to check out our cool, fun and pretty resources or follow us on Instagram to find out more about who we are. Have a good one, lovely, and enjoy the podcast. So this could be really damaging to their business. So she virtue signaled using her eating disorder and demanded that this company, um, you know, change changed their messaging and, you know, called them out and expected everyone and all of her followers to get on board and agree with her. Uh, So her opinion had to be made known and adhered to everybody, including obviously mostly the business. Now this actually backfired because people were like, why is your problem more important? So this is an example of someone trying to use their fame to virtue signal, trying to get everyone else on board to agree with her, trying to pull down a business, ruin a business because she was triggered, but it did backfire because I think more and more people are starting to wake up to this virtue signaling. So, um, uh, you know, this company and the peop- people, her followers on Instagram came back at her and said, hey, what about people with dietary issues? What about people with diabetes? They'd be glad for the sugar-free. You know, what about people that might have some sort of, you know, a heart issue or trying to get healthy? They would be glad for the fat-free. Now, Demi doubled down again and did what I would call a backward apology. 
So she jumped on again to do another video to do a what I call a backward insincere apology. And she, honestly, it was so superior of her. She said that she was really sorry that she got the messaging wrong and she would be most happy to help them work out their messaging. Now, people were even more furious and instead they went and supported the Big Chill business. And why did she have to ruin a family's business or be so superior as to offer, you know, her help to them with something that no one else thought needed changing? But in her opinion, she was leaving no choice, either agree with her or be cancelled. But in this case, the mob, which is everybody, turned on her. So you guys gave me really great examples uh, on Instagram. I asked you what kinds of virtue signaling you guys see on social media. You you came up with ones I hadn't even thought of. Um, One of them actually, though, was exactly what happened with Demi Lovato, which is finding an identity in the food that you do or don't eat. Um, So, for example, I'm gluten-free or I'm sugar-free or I'm a vegan And using that to signal how healthy you are or how environmentally conscious you are to get people's approval. Another one you guys shared was sharing things to your stories that you actually don't live by or support. Another one was the bombardment of inspirational quotes on social media. Another one was posting about causes, but yet not being willing to actually miss a $5 coffee to donate money instead or being hypercritical about something in your community, but doing nothing to get involved in it. Uh, I thought this was a good one, the stay home stickers on Instagram. You know, like if you post that, you're more morally superior for posting that. Um, Someone said young adults who still live at home and are jobless and not studying, but yet go to protests and rallies. Uh, Another example you gave were parents who post about spending quality time with their kids, again, with that tone of I'm superior in my parenting. And another one you gave was pretending to like things that you don't just because it's trendy. Well, what do you guys think about virtue signaling? Let me pose some questions for you. In your experience, do you think virtue signaling comes across as virtuous or self-righteous? Do you think it is lazy or do you think it's true activism? Do you think it's really about doing the right thing and being an example or do you think it's more to do with looking like we're doing the right thing? Do you think it's about saying things to convince people that you are virtuous without actually doing anything virtuous? Because the word is virtue signaling, right? So what is genuinely virtuous and what is just signaling that we are virtuous? You know, what's wrong anyway with signaling in public and encouraging others to do the same? Is it saying I believe in something strongly or is it more of an accusation that people who don't share my views are morally deficient? And I think you you can really see examples of that, you know, when people go on you know, long rants on Facebook, and then someone might disagree with them in the comment section. The next thing you've got a comment war happening. So in that case, it's more than just sharing something you truly believe. It's more like an accusation. And if people don't share your view, well, clearly they're morally deficient. 
So the key word to me is in the name virtue signaling because virtue is good, right? Like we want virtue. We want to encourage virtuous acts and behaviors, but is the virtue being diluted down by all of the virtue signaling that's going on? Most of the time, I think it does come out of a good heart, but we're getting tossed around on the wind and waves of culture. And this is why I think Christians in particular might not see any harm in it and get caught up in it. Because at the end of the day, most of us would agree, hey, I want to help. I want to support. There are really good causes out there that I want to raise awareness for. But it's really just not so straightforward, is it? It can become a hamster wheel situation. Take the black tile from last year, for example. Do I post a black square? Don't I post a black square? Do I use this hashtag? No, don't use that hashtag. It's like, oh, I just want to do the right thing. You know, you show up at the march to show your support, but hang on, wait, we're not meant to be there because of COVID. And now a new group of people are ticked with you because you're not meant to be marching and you know, but you're white. So you're meant to just be silent and listen. And, and it, and it just gets so confusing because there are so many different opinions out there. And no matter which way you turn, someone else is going to either agree or disagree with you. And so you get tossed and turned by everything coming in at you on social media, but all you want to do is the right thing. And what's happening is there's no kind of thinking ahead involved. You know, everyone that marched here, for example, in Australia, did so because of a square that started in America. How many people actually knew why they were marching here? Like, how was this applicable to what was going on in in Australia? So that's just, you know, one example. But let's have a look at some of the issues around virtue signaling. So one of the main issues that I see, which really does separate, is this a cause or is this a virtue signal, is there's an attitude of get on board with what I'm saying or I'm going to get mad at you. Get on board with what I'm saying or you're going to be canceled. Care about what I care about or I'll get angry with you. So people get mad at you if you don't get on board. Um, You know, if you don't post a black tile, then you're racist. If you, you know, you have to declare your white privilege or you're part of white superiority, you have to declare a climate emergency or you don't care about the environment. You have to not buy Dr. Seuss books anymore. Or again, you support racism. You have to put your pronoun in your bio or you're transphobic. You got to post a rainbow flag to show your solidarity with gay marriage or you're homophobic and on and on and on it goes. Another issue is It's about doing what is politically correct instead of doing what might be right. Okay, so it's, I'll say it again, it's about being politically correct rather than about doing or being about what is right. So a good example for Christians might be what we are seeing on deconstructionists' Instagrams. Um, you know, because according to them, it's no longer politically correct to say that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. It's far more politically correct to say, hey, look, Jesus is a way, but hey, whatever you believe, I don't want to offend you. Sure. How superior of me to quote the Bible. So we're pressured 
to do things that are politically correct rather than what we know to be um, right in our hearts. Another issue with virtue signaling is there's a big gap between how much we might say we care and how much we show we care. So what's the fruit of all this signaling? So this is where I would say, look at the actions. When people virtue signal, signal, are they just saying they care about something, but what are their actions and the fruit behind it? If there is no action behind their virtue signaling, then it doesn't achieve anything. It actually doesn't make someone a moral person by posting about something virtuous. You know, do they also care about that thing they're posting about when nobody is looking? Do they care about that thing they're posting about when the trends have moved on? So again, take the black tile as an example. And I remember when this happened, I went into the Youth Alive Academy and all of the students who were all young adults, I said to them, hey, let's have an open discussion. Who posted? Who didn't? How are you feeling? And they were just so confused about it all. And none of them, none of them wanted to hurt anyone's feelings, but without meaning to, all of them did whether they posted or whether they didn't. Now, of course, it's a good thing to raise awareness about racism, but what does all this awareness lead to? So for all of those people who posted a black tile and perhaps even judged people who didn't, what have they done since then to show that they care? Anyone can post a tile. That's easy. That's called virtue signaling. But who has acted since? Who has given money? Who has signed up to volunteer? Who has put themselves in an Indigenous community to better understand and find ways to help? So that's where I would say you can't judge people from whether they are or aren't posting. Instead, I would rather than look at what they're saying, I will be looking at their actions and their fruit. That's what we need to do. And that's really can tell you whether someone is virtue signaling or whether they're actually standing up for a cause. And, and also sometimes people have cared about a topic for years before it became trendy. Those people are not virtue signaling. They've clearly cared about something for a long time. So this leads to the next issue I see with virtue signaling, and that is this whole attitude of I'm better than you if I post. That, that's what comes across. I am a better person than you if I post. So posting means I care and therefore I'm better. It gives people this superior moral complex. This person has assumed that they were better than us because they posted and we didn't. And often you can be treated with disgust as if by posting, they were showing that, you know, they're a better person, for example, with a tile because they posted, they're not racist. And because you didn't post, well, you must be racist. In reality, a post says nothing about our action and their lack of action. It actually assumes what a post does when, and when people judge you for not posting, it assumes that they know your heart by looking at social media. And that is not true. And that's dangerous territory to get in. 
Another issue is people who virtue signal, they tend to move quickly with the next trending thing. You watch when people are virtue signal signalers, they move on quickly to the next thing that's trending. They shift from one thing to the next, depending on what's in. And this is part, look, you might say, but isn't that part of exploring our identity? People do this, you know, in real time, but this isn't people making decisions for themselves. They're going with what they're told to go with by the mob. Who's the mob? Well, what everyone else is doing on social media. This is all about me, 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 and the cause is negotiable. Another issue with virtue signaling is it can actually be used to demonize other people's views to inflate their own. So I would call this moral indignation. So I'm going to demonize your views and I'm going to inflate my own. It makes the signaler's viewpoint superior to all others. And it leaves you with nowhere to go if you don't fall in line. Let's look at an example that I see, which is the hashtag do better church. There's also an Instagram about it. It just drives me crazy. Um, You know, people are calling out churches for systemic harm and abuse, but then they turn the comments off and you can't even enter into a conversation with them. But if you do challenge them by messaging them, well, then they call you out and they repost your message on their stories and they call you out and they demonize you. So it's like no matter which way you turn, you are demonized, your view is demonized, and theirs is superior, and they give you nowhere to go with that. And this can happen over everything. So really, it comes down to the difference between someone who is actually virtue signaling and someone who is genuinely caring and virtuous. That's the difference to me. There are people who are just virtue signaling, and then there are those who are genuinely caring, genuinely virtuous, and genuinely are supporting a cause. So the next time you see virtue signaling, It's an invitation for us to explore motives and actions. Don't get sucked in. Don't feel like, well, I'm a bad person if I don't jump on the bandwagon and post this. You know, even with the black tile, it it happens so quickly. I just remember on a Tuesday afternoon, I think it was, all of a sudden my feed started going black and I'm like, hang on a second, hang on a second, what is this? I'm not I'm not just going to post out of a reaction. I want to know what it is that I'm saying, what it is that everyone's doing here. So instead, don't feel bad about exploring motives and actions. You know, is it just a shallow performance with no substance? So what can we do? Because this is, I would say virtue signaling is is a pandemic. It is just everywhere. In fact, I was having a conversation with someone um, at lunch on Sunday, and um, they're quite uh, involved in social media world and graphic design and all that kind of quite high up in that world. And this person said to me, people are starting to come off of social media. They're sick of it. They're sick of Instagram. They're sick of um, Facebook. And I really think this is one of the main reasons. It's because of all the virtue signaling going on. So what can we do about it? Well, first thing is we need to be able to realize that there are an endless amount of worthwhile causes and you can't do something about everything. Okay. There are so many things that we could get behind. It's almost like we're getting compassion fatigue because the reality is we do care, but there are so many things to care about. And I thought this was really interesting when I read this 
little phrase, compassion fatigue. I thought that was fantastic because that's literally what's happening. There is so much screaming for our attention. There are so many issues and they're all crowding each other out. There's an abundance of things to care about or rage about, and they're all changing so quickly. So I would say, what about doing one small thing that nobody would know about that actually does contribute to an issue? That way, if you work on that and I work on this and the other person works on something else, well, then a diversity of interests and causes will be covered. You know, homelessness won't be forgotten while domestic violence is trending, for example. Another thing that we can do is to hear the voice in our heart. What is it that you are called to champion? What is it that you really do care about? Stay true to yourself. Don't just get tossed and turned by the changing trends and winds, winds at W-I-N-D-S on social media. Stick with the things that really move your heart long before and long after it will be trending. Another thing that we need to do is to earn our time at the megaphone. I love that saying. We need to earn our time at the megaphone. So many people who virtue signal do it on topics that they've never ever cared about before and have never done anything about before or since. Why should we listen to them? Why are they morally superior? They're not. Listen to the people who put their money and time and life where their mouth is. They are the ones worth listening to. They have earned the megaphone. That's why I can confidently post, for example, about teenagers or parenting. I've worked hard at both and given my life to both for 20 plus years. I will listen to Mother Teresa on poverty any day of the week over the influencer who's never even visited a third world country, but sits comfortably behind their cute computer posting something about it. I'll listen to Tim Ross on racism because he's lived it and he's talked to Cameron and I for years about it. Not a person who posts a tile and then sits on their moral high horse, but is completely devoid of fruit in that area. No, 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 no. Guys, we earn the megaphone. We earn the seat at the table. You know what too? And I want to just end, end off with this. At the end of the day, Who actually cares if other people think that you are a good person or not? We have to care less about what other people think, particularly on social media. Anyone can look like a good person. Anyone can look like a moral person. Anyone can practice moral grandstanding. Do you know what you and I are called to? We're called to live it. So I want to encourage you that next time a trend takes over Instagram or Facebook or whatever it might be, that you guys don't get caught up in the moment, but you think about it and you weigh up all of these things that I've said. And remember, what is it that you are are passionate about? What is it that you give your time, your life, your money, your resource to? And if we all choose a cause, if we all pick up something then that is what makes the world a better place, not posting a tile on Instagram. So I hope that's shed a little bit more light for you guys today on what virtue signaling is and just made you aware about next time it happens, not to feel pressure just to jump on the peer pressure bandwagon.
Anyway, guys, I love so much being with you and uh, I look forward to being with you again on Friday. And until then, have a fabulous week. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.com.